Welcome to the Pasha Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I am your host, Pasha. Well, my Pachos Chachos, today we are going to talk, as the title uh, suggests, about pedophiles, perverts, and groomers. So, in California, as per usual, there were over 7,000 sex offenders who have been accused of sodomy, rape, and sexual abuse of children under 14. And it turns out that those 7,000 sex offenders spent less than one year in jail. Some of these disgusting pedophiles only spent two days in prison. One man lives a block away from an elementary school and a daycare center, and he had repeatedly raped a child of under 14. So my question in this episode for you is, what is the end game here? I understand that they're doing it, and they're doing it in the bullshit name of um, inclusion. But I see something nefarious here. I don't think it's inclusion when you let a bunch of disgusting perverts ruin a child's childhood. As our father said, as he walked this earth, it is better to put a millstone around your neck and jump into the water than to hurt and deceive children. And I think, honestly, that's what should happen. If there is anything that merits a death penalty, it is that. Because as statistics and research show, pedophiles don't get better. They don't um, rehabilitate to go back into society. If anything, when you put them back into society, they are almost always repeat offenders. They are disgusting and should absolutely be removed from our society. You also have to think about earlier in the year when Ron DeSantis had a bill giving parents the right to decide the type of education that their children are going to get. And of course, as always, the liberal media lied and called it the don't say gay bill, even though I have read the bill, it does not say don't say gay at all in the entire bill. And so what is the end game there? Why are they trying to convince us that conservatives, Christians, and Republicans are against the alphabet soup committee? It's not that we don't care about those people. We absolutely do. And my heart goes out to them, those who are delusional and think they are something else, and those who unfortunately have that sin and temptation to carry throughout their life. You know, I had to struggle with cigarettes and alcohol. I can only imagine. And again, my heart goes out to those poor people who have such dark, demonic, and disgusting desires. Speaking of which, Disney is constantly trying to bombard our children with the alphabet soup lifestyle. And again, my question is, what is their endgame? Why is it necessary to have a teenage boy kissing another boy in the new movie Strange World? Why is it necessary to have a lesbian couple kiss in Lightyear? 
Why was it necessary? And I'm sorry, completely absurd that the child Dr. Strange helps in the newest movie has two mothers. How was she even born? It's so ridiculous. Why in Thor Love and Thunder does it have to have that scene as well? What is the end game here? And all I can come up with is that they are trying to desensitize our children because they want our children to think of themselves as sexual beings. And not only sexual beings, but sodomites who will use those fleshly desires that we Christians call temptation, sin, you know, those things that we want to be delivered from. And they want our kids to just jump right in, man. The water is warm. And for what? Do they want our kids to look at themselves as sexual objects so that they can then take advantage of their naivete and use that to their benefit? I mean, we've got drag queen story hour happening in all of our major cities. And yet Kirk Cameron, who has a book about a tree that stresses um, all of the fruits of the spirit, like love, joy, kindness, patience, gentleness, self-control, you know, all those things that our society could desperately use. He has a children's book that he wants to read in public libraries. And these public libraries have refused to let him read. And yet, all of them allow men parading around as women in growth pervert, sexual outfits, gyrating and twerking and shoving money down their crotches. That's okay for children to be exposed to that? It's okay for a child to have to stare at some dude's froggy eyes because he's wearing too short of a skirt? That's disgusting. And for what? They say it's in the name of inclusion, but that's garbage. You're trying to get validation out of children because children are so naive and open-minded that you are taking advantage of the fact that they don't yet know that this is perversion, that it is disgraceful, that it is sinful and awful and will only lead them down a road of despair and perversion, which will leave them empty and hollow and desperate for something better with meaning. You've got ridiculous Democrat jackasses like Katie Porter out of California, of course, arguing that we should no longer as a society use terms like groomers, pedophiles, and perverts because it, as she says, it would brand those individuals as criminals because of sexual orientation and gender identity. To which I say, okay, and you are a criminal if you're taking advantage of little children, especially sexual advantage over them. And if you're trying to groom them into being okay with your despotism, then I'm okay with that. You are dirtbags. And don't deserve any empathy or sympathy. If anything, you need to be locked in a cage, the key thrown away, and never allowed back into society. We don't need that. You will not rehabilitate or make anything in the society better. 
My children do not exist for your desires and pleasure. My children will have a full life away from your perversions. And they will know about you. And because we are Christian, they will try their darndest, as I do every day, to try and love you. But they will not accept what you're doing. They will never, ever be sympathetic to your disgusting behavior. As far as I'm concerned, all you groomers and pedophiles should put yourself right next to Jeffrey Epstein. Maybe I'll call Hillary Clinton for you so she can help you out. Or, you know, just move to Canada. I hear if you get 10 operations, they give you a free euthanasia. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, I'm going to end this episode with one last thing. I'm going to put the link in the, um, in the feed. But a little while ago, I remember, maybe one or two years ago, some gay choir came out with a song called We'll Convert Your Children. And it gives the whole game away. You can pretend that there was no slippery slope, but there was. When you change the definition of marriage, when you simply state that love is love, which is garbage, because love is not love without God, because God is love. And I'm sorry, but the Alphabet Soup Committee has turned its back on God. That is not what God calls for. You, like the devil, are fallen and you are moving further away from your father and your purpose and your peace and inevitably your true happiness that you will have in life. Stop trying to push this crap on our children. They don't need it. And I trust me, they don't want it. Because the statistics of suicide, of drug abuse, of depression and loneliness, who the hell would want to be part of that voluntarily? You look at Christians who are married and the happiness and satisfaction in the bedroom and out are superlative. So that's what I want to leave you with. I want you to think about it like I have trying to been thinking about what is the end game here? Why do third graders need to be sexualized? Why is there a book with cartoon images? of boys masturbating, next to paragraphs talking about sodomy and masturbation. What are you trying to do here? We are more than just flesh. We are more than just desires. We have a better purpose than that temporal satisfaction you get from climax. We are so much more. We can be so much more. But Joe Biden's administration is the most useless administration there has ever been. And I can't believe those 12 disgusting Republicans who voted for a bill. God, you got to love the Democrats and their shitty titles. Respect for marriage bill? Are you kidding me? You are disrespecting marriage because marriage is between a man and a woman. Obama and Hillary Clinton would have told you that in 2008. All of a sudden, all of a sudden now, marriage is whatever you want. And so I'm trying to connect the dots here with the respect for marriage 
garbage bullshit title because it disrespects marriage absolutely. Add that with a bunch of pedophile groomers. And I don't know, I hope not in my lifetime, but if things don't change, I think it's safe to say that we can expect groomer pedophiles marrying young children. What else could it be for? It's not making our kids' lives better, confusing them, telling them to change their bodies. Whatever happened to love yourself? And if you love yourself, you don't change yourself. You learn to accept yourself. You accept your body and however it is and whatever flaws that you notice, which probably nobody else does, but we are our own worst critics. I don't like where we're going. I don't think you like where we're going either, my Pachas Chachos. And so the question then is, what are we going to do about it? I hope that in the next primaries, we will raise our voices and we will show this government and this crappy, feckless administration that we, the people of America, love our children, want their protection and safety, regardless of what color you are or what sex you are, we all want the same thing. We want our kids to be safe, away from pedophiles, away from groomers, away from disgusting drag queen men parading around like women. We need men who know they are men to start raising their families and teaching them right. You my dear Pachos Chachos, need to speak to your families, to your children, and let them know that we love all people as Christ commands us, but we do not accept and we do not love what they are doing. As Jesus said, love the sinner, hate the sin. Love the person, but do not love and do not give tolerance to anything that disrespects our history, our tradition, our bodies, our purpose, and our Lord. And with that, I say to you, my beautiful Pachos Chachos, have a wonderful week. Next week will be the last episode before I sign off for the new year, and we'll start season four come January. I plan on getting a little bit more literary in the next coming year. I'll also have more uh, Pachos Chachos merch for those of you who want to become a patron. Uh, during the break, I will also be uploading more recordings from my book, Words Like Bittersweet Chocolate. So if you would like access to those writings, then um, please become a supporter. And, um, you know, you'll help me continue this mission. You'll help me in my pursuit of becoming an independent worker where I no longer have to work in a blue district that does not appreciate my viewpoints and the tradition and history that this country has come from. And then I can be completely yours, my Pachos Chachos, if you will it, if you start supporting your very own Pacho here, I will dedicate every day then to give you my perspective on the hottest topics in society. But until that day, I'm happy in the classroom teaching my students. I'm happy here having a conversation with you all. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. God bless you as always. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.